The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's edition, the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer, world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports, Mark Henry and I talk about the Roman Reigns situation. If you haven't heard the breaking news that Roman Reigns will not be a part of WrestleMania 36, obviously after that fight with leukemia, doesn't feel comfortable, understandably, you know, with that battle and what's going on in the world right now. So who is going to face Goldberg? We talk about that on today's edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Also, this Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 30 for 30, a replay of one of my favorite 30 for 30s, The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, on ESPN. So who to talk about it? But The Nature Boy himself, the greatest of all time, Ric Flair, on a false Count Anywhere Friday. Also, we talked to the Southern Psycho of MLW, Mance Warner, joins us on today's edition. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Man, it's hit our world, Mark. It's how we started today's show. And and you and I goof around a lot. You know, Mark, you and I, more than anybody, we like to, to, like to joke around, like to goof around and stuff like yeah. that. Even during this time, you're not going to slow that down, but... Man, crazy times that it's hit our world. It's hit WrestleMania. And think about think about WrestleMania. You know, the WWE calendar, our calendar, you know, uh, it's going to really hit me next Saturday, Mark, when I know that, man, this time last year we had our 10-year anniversary party. Right. You know, we were supposed to be in Tampa celebrating with the Busted Open Nation. And, you know, now, you know, you and I are going to be watching Saturday and Sunday night just like everybody else on the WWE Network. Because for the first time ever, WrestleMania is going to be performed in front of zero crowd. It's just, just unbelievable when you think about it. But now it's hit the performers as well. And, you know, Roman Reigns does not have the coronavirus. I know there's a lot of people out there that are speculating. That obviously, that is not true. But he had that battle with leukemia, his second bout with leukemia. And, you know, he just came back a little over a year ago. And, you know, his immune system is definitely compromised. And he does not feel safe to perform at the Performance Center for WrestleMania 36. So, again, like, man, like, you know, Mark, in, in the world of pro wrestling, we kind of take... finally so. Oh, my gosh, I mean, yes. Like, you start talking about being compromised. Like, even, let's say Roman Reigns gets the virus. He has to be on 24-hour uh, support to try to beat, the, to beat it because his immune system can't fight it. Like, I mean, we're healthy human beings, you and I, that, you know, our immune systems, thank God, are strong. And uh, if if we got it, then we would have to be isolated and get the treatments and uh, do everything we can to, you know, boost our own immune systems. But he can't take emergency and vitamin C and uh, vitamins and nutrients to help himself do it. Like, he, it has to be done chemically. And, wow, just to sit here and think about that, sitting in a hospital room on a respirator to help yourself breathe and all that kind of stuff, man, that, that'd be brutal. Yeah, it's – it's you, you, 
you have to be safe. This at, at this time right now, everybody has to be very, very careful. They have to take the proper precautions, and they have to be safe. And somebody like Roman Reigns in that long battle to get back. And I know it's WrestleMania. I know it's the biggest show of the year, but nothing is as big as you know his life and his family, and you know that's world that he has outside of the ring, and you know that that cannot be compromised. So no, I don't think anyone's going to thing I thought about. Yeah. His wife, his beautiful kids, and the rest of his family. The last thing I want for them is to have a, a situation out of this where we lose a wrestler, like any wrestler. You know, like if there's somebody that's sick right now, uh, call us, man. Let us know, man. We'll pray for you. We'll we'll let the the nation know that you're ill and uh, send you letters and like I mean. We're we're family, man. That's that's what we're supposed to do. Um, I, I think that it's it's best to have a good sense of humor and to make light of situations and try to laugh through this uh, because we all know how serious it is. Don't think for one second that we're joking in jest. We're joking to try to take your mind off of how serious this really really is and. Um, to bring some life and joy to you, um, man. Like, like I said earlier, we love y'all, and uh, I hope that y'all realize what we're doing. Yeah, we're trying to put a smile on your face during a really, really difficult time. And, um, but you know, like in the world of pro wrestling, as we've said, it just keeps rolling along; it's not stopping. So now you have to adjust. You know, do you just cancel the match? Is there not a match with Goldberg? Who do you put in its place? Do you change another match? Is, you know, maybe a, there's a triple threat, you know, with, with something else. I mean, this is where the speculation begins. And I, th- I think Roman Reigns has proved himself. And I think I know for myself and I, for, I think I would think for most fans, you know what? They want that moment where Roman Reigns is holding that championship above his head because yeah. he's fought his way back and he deserves that opportunity. It's not going to happen at WrestleMania 36. You know, we've all talked about how, hey, the reason that they had Goldberg beat the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Saudi, which, man, Mark, was not that long ago, but with everything that's happened in our world, seems like it, it was a lifetime like ago. Man, it seems like it was a long, long time ago. It was, what, a, a, a month ago? <laughs> you know, it's, it's... Yeah, it seems uh, like it's been a, at least five, six months. It's crazy how long ago that seems now because our lives and our world has changed so much in the last month. But it was set up for Roman Reigns to become champion again. That is not going to happen at WrestleMania 36. So, you know, Mark, I thought, had a great idea at the beginning of the show, and that is Matt Riddle. Doesn't necessarily have to beat Goldberg. Probably shouldn't have shouldn't beat Goldberg. But, no. man, why not give somebody like a Matt Riddle, super talented, give him that opportunity to get that shine on a major show like WrestleMania, and it adds to the story. Everyone wins. Matt Riddle wins because he has this opportunity and you make a star in Matt Riddle and Roman Reigns will ultimately win because when we get to the other side of this, he'll be in the ring with Goldberg and he'll get that championship that he deserves. To me, Mark, you set up a awesome win-win situation for Riddle, for Roman, and I think ultimately for the WWE fan. Yeah, and and, and for Goldberg because yep. it's easier to work with somebody that people want to see you work. They, they want to see it. Man, I love things that go together. I like peanut butter. I like jelly. I like milk, and I like cereal. And I definitely like meat on my sandwiches. So, I mean, it's, you got to be able to put things together that match, that go together, that everybody wants to see it. And Matt Riddle and Goldberg had an issue uh, some of it was based off uh, one thought that res- the other one wasn't respecting them. Or, you know, you, you, you're overstepping your bounds. Like, you haven't paid enough dues to be comfortable like that. And whatever the case may be. But I'm just saying, if you have an issue and it's going to go to blows, and it almost went to blows a couple of times. Yep. Let them fight. Put them together. You know, you got you got one match in the in the octagon. I hopefully, 
you know, what, what they could do with Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch. And then you can turn around and have one more right behind it or have it before just to tune up. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but Wednesday, the camera angles that they used in on NXT uh, changed dramatically from last week. They did. I, yep. I like how fast they go from one shot to the other. But more than anything, they raised the jig, the gib up, which is a camera that moves. Mm-hmm. They raised it up. So it's shooting down more than it has been. And the guys on the floor are getting up on the apron now so they can shoot more down at the ring. And watching the camera shots, I was like, brilliant. That's great. You take. Uh, the fact that, you know, you said you almost forgot that there was no people. That's right. And, 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 and that's a lot of the reason why you forgot is because the way that they shot it, it eliminated most of it. I mean, you saw it when they went out to the floor or somebody got shot into the, the wall. Um, and the same thing with AEW. The, the, the people that are in the rigging and in the cameras and the grips like those people are earning their money right now. They are really earning their money because they have to come up uh, or put together shots that look better. And the producers, the Mike Mansuris of the world, uh, the Kevin Dunn's, like they've always earned their money. They're, they're always good. They always produce a great product. Uh, but I guarantee you they are – experimenting with different shots and different techniques to make sure that they keep it fresh. And, uh, and they're preparing a lot of these shots that we see that they're trying, uh, will be perfected by the time WrestleMania rolls around. And I'm glad you said preparation, Mark, because, you know, one word that you have to preach is patience because nobody saw this coming. You know, the WWE didn't Not think that all. they were going to be up against this. And, and you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, AEW used this angle. So the WWE is not going to do that because people are going to say they copied AEW. Like, come on. Oh, I mean, stop I mean, it. stop that. Like, like you're going to do what's best for your viewer. And when when you work at what's going on right now and and listen, Mark. You talk about the production crew for the WWE. Everything is scaled down right now. You know, there's only a certain amount of people that could be in a building. They're, they don't have the same production trucks and the same staff that they normally have for a Raw and a SmackDown. Th- th- everything is scaled down. Like Mark's just said, like, this is where they have to get clever. This is where they have to get innovative. And as fans, let's be patient. And Mark said it like it's so true. What we saw on NXT Wednesday was f- far better than what we saw the weeks before. Why? Because hey, they weren't expecting it. They did it on the fly. And now, as the weeks are going by, these talents and these are talented people are finding more innovative ways to put this product on TV for you. And man, I appreciate the effort. And I think you're right now can yep. appreciate the talent of these production people, Mark. Yeah, and and not only that, but. The invention out of necessity is going to breed for a greater program when all of this goes away. Think about how great these new camera angles and the new way of shooting is going to add to pro wrestling. We're going to, the invention out of necessity is going to be better. It's going to make the product better when you actually have an audience and you have crowd participation and you have people doing run-ins and you have the announce table that is on the stage as well as on the floor. There's a lot of things that's going to be brought out of this that uh, is going to be better for us. And and, and I I say us because as much as uh, I've been involved in on a creative process, guys, I'm not involved anymore. Like, I'm a fan just like you. I analyze it. I cover it. I watch it. And I, I try to figure out what is doing, what, what is happening, and explain to you what they're doing. Because my eye is trained to see what it is that it needs to be done. And I feel like when I come on, I try to give you 
something that you didn't see in every show. And I think uh, that's what we're doing today, and we'll do it again tomorrow. And I'm excited about it. Busted open. Most fans want that moment where Roman Reigns is holding that championship above his head. It's not going to happen at WrestleMania 36. So now you have to adjust. Monday through Saturday, 9 to noon Eastern. You know this. I don't need I don't need to tell you this, but, uh, um, you know, a lifelong wrestling fan, you know, I've been, you know, watching and following wrestling for almost 40 years. And you can ask anybody who's ever been a part of my life in the 48 years that I've been on this earth who was my childhood hero, who's the reason why I fell in love with pro wrestling and why I created this show. And it's because of one man, and that is the greatest of all time. And he joins us now, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Mr. Flair, Rick, how are you? I'm great. I can't hear that opening enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, when it's true, it's true. (laughs) And I say it every time. I'm going to make that my ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> tell me how great i am again please one more time he knows he knows and 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 one thing and there's so much to get into mark uh with rick flair but one of the the best documentaries that i've ever seen and without ever. a doubt the best 30 for 30 on espn is going to re-air this sunday evening at 5 30 leading up to WrestleMania 32 after the great success mark that we talked about of WrestleMania 30 last weekend to make it even better this weekend on Sunday, just before the re-airing of WrestleMania 32, we are going to see the replay of that 30 for 30. If you missed it, you get another chance to watch it. And if you loved it, you get to watch it again, 530 Eastern time on ESPN, that 30 for 30 on the nature boy, Ric Flair. And, and I know Rick, that was, uh, probably very, very hard for you to do, but also just the great mainstream attention that you continue to get because of that 30 for 30. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I have never really gotten to talk about it because I was, you know, I was sick during the promotional period before it aired. So um, when I saw it, you know, the first time I didn't even remember it because I had just, that was my first time I'd been out of the house. And I saw it, um, you know, down in the in Atlanta here downtown. But I I didn't really remember it because I was just let me see. We had aired September seventh, and I'd gotten out of the hospital, um, or November seventh. I'd gotten out of the hospital, or the, the I went from the hospital to a rehab place for a month because I couldn't walk, and I you know I couldn't even twist the top off a of diet coke. So. Um, I spent a month learning how to walk and, you know, um, just getting myself back together. I was still real thin. So, but about when I looked at it later on, I have, you know, maybe twice over the years, last two years, I remember I was so reluctant and, um, you know, kind of exhausted because of, you know, the, the problems with the getting the footage released and, uh, you know, they wanted me to do some things I didn't want to do. They wanted me to go to a gym and and ask them, if we could, which I'm sure they would have done. But, you know, rather than, than, than put all the effort in the world that I should have, not realizing um, the opportunities that would present for me, I, I, I didn't do that. I didn't go to my son's uh, grave, which they wanted me to do. I just felt... I, I just didn't want to exploit him, you know, and I, I know mm-hmm. that, that would have made it more interesting. Understandable. Type. But I just didn't want to, you know, exploit him, and it had been tough enough to go back and do that again. So there are things that, you know, I think I could have done better. But it was, uh, as far as being honest, I mean, I've gotten texts from people like Dana White saying, Jesus, what a life. <laughs> And I mean, I, I'm I'm his I was his his uh, John Jones of the '80s. I, I'm reading a ticker tape on John just got busted. I guess, huh? Again. So, yeah, geez. What a Rick, I, I think a lot of people I, I, didn't know about your life, and when they saw the the, the documentary and, and where you came from, that thirty for thirty shed a lot of light on on who you are as the man, not just a wrestler. 
Um, yeah. Was there any point, any reservations you had about people knowing uh, where you started from? No, not at all. You know, it, that has been. Uh, I my ex-wife has, has has exhausted me on that subject, wanted me to dig into it. I just refused. Did y'all want my adoption and all that? Yeah, part? yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was a that was a, a, a story in itself. I mean, it, it just went by. That became a a huge issue because Joan Crawford apparently was adopted from there, or she had a child. I mean, there's a lot of people that. It was just a really, um, you know, a very strange situation and highly illegal, I guess. But, um, you know, I, you know, my, I was so happy with my mom and dad, and that's the one thing that it didn't portray. My mom and dad were the greatest. They just, they were stuck with me, guys. I mean, that's, <laughs> 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 listen, that 30 for 30 just covered about one, uh, one twentieth. My, of my life, and Mark, you know the deal. Come on, <laughs> man. I want to. You know what, Rick? I I would love to be able to sit down with you, and me and Dave, and just talk about your life, like your upbringing, like the because we yeah, we don't have I enough time in the that. day right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a lifeguard when I was fifteen years old. That's that's where it all started. <laughs> 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 Teaching the kids how to swim and teaching mommy. Her <laughs> mommy teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> lifeguard, lifeguard for hire. <laughs> oh my God, that's so great. And, and you know what I love about the 30 for 30, and again, the 30 for 30 is going to re air on ESPN Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, just before WrestleMania 32 on ESPN. And the one thing I love about it, and I, and I watched it again this morning be, before we sat down to interview uh-huh. you, is is that, you know what, obviously, in anyone's life, there's things that you might want to change. There's things you could have done differently. But watching that documentary, Rick, is that, you know, you loved your life. Like, you know, you oh, loved pro wrestling. You enjoyed yourself. That, that, I mean, you know, even with everything that happened, at least, you know, at the end of the day, you were happy with what you were doing. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel bad that I cracked on what you talked to Kansas so much, but that was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, boy, I got the whiplash back on that, but I, I loved, I, I just loved wrestling. I going to Kansas city. Uh, and I mean, I, I know a lot of guys that have shared that, but back in that time, if we wrestled in front of 200 people, it was a miracle. I mean, it was that in those towns. Kansas City itself was okay. Sometimes we'd get, you know, even 3,000 people in the small auditorium. If I was wrestling Harley, if I was wrestling Brody, I mean, those two guys would, we would, we would sell out. But, and, but they didn't want to go to the small towns. Brody would go to um, Wichita maybe once a year, and uh, Harley would go once or maybe twice. But I mean, Bob being the, Bob became the booker when, Barnett gave it up, and Bob Geigel, and he, he I, I, I'd go in there every four to five weeks, and man, that was a long week, and I'd stay at the Crown Plaza downtown and spend shit, 10 grand, and I'd make $1,100 a week. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changed. Uh, but, I mean, I just wanted to change who I was, and uh, God, I, I just made the best out of it. I mean, but wrestling an hour, uh, in front of 200 people, man, is rough, and it, uh, especially if you're wrestling guys that you know that are not uh, that, that haven't done that because they're not ready to wrestle an hour. But that was the deal: you lose or you wrestle an hour, and that was um, that's the way it was up until the uh, till Fritz. You know, I think Fritz had a lot to do with changing that around because. Uh, the great Von Eric family that, you know, just went through so much personal tragedy. Uh, he just said, you know, my boys aren't going to go an hour and that. And Eddie and everybody else just caved in the bridge. They helped that. I did go an hour with all of them that, that I worked with, but it, they, you know, they, they you know, it, it wasn't working. The hours weren't working. So they, you know, uh, they fudge a little bit. And once you fudge and, 
everybody, well, I heard you did it there, I hear you did it there. And I ended up, you know, having to call Geigel every night. And when the Geigel got in charge, instead of, you know, Sam, it was Sam would have never changed. But with Geigel, it was, uh, you know, he'd call, what do you think? You know, they want, Fritz wants to do this. I said, hey, you know, I, I don't want to argue, so I don't want to do Bob. You know, this is not what I signed up for. But I mean, those are things that you have to understand and like wrestling to even understand what I'm talking about, both of which you do. But, um, you know, when, when you got to fight about what's going to be the finish every night, it's just, it can really, uh, it drain you. Yeah. Mark, even, uh, even, you know, with the WWE or WCW, I mean, come on, guy, you know, what the hell? It, 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 the people are going to remember you for what you did in the ring. Winning and losing mean nothing. Yes. World championships mean something, but, you know, it got to the point at WCW, Mark, you had to be looking down from where you were with the, with the WWE saying, Jesus, how ridiculous is the stuff they're doing down there? I mean, it just, you know, I mean, no rhyme or reason. And it just was, a, you know, the stuff at the end was just ridiculous. It was an insult to the business. And, you know, there was an insult to anyone that really, really cared about the business when, when, when Russo and, and uh, um, Bischoff were doing it together, Jesus, guys, I can't. I mean, I, <laughs> I helped. Scratch uh, your head. You just got to scratch I, your I head. Yeah, but, I mean, me and Gene Oakland and I would drink 15 martinis a night. Hell, I went through two kidney transplants with Gene. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as he mended, he was back in the bar. <laughs> it was it was brutal, man. Uh, so yeah. anyway, um, but anyway, to answer your question, I had too much fun, guys. I, I, you know, we, I, with the four horsemen and traveling around that Great American Bash, forty-two days. We'd start in, in Baltimore and end up in. San Francisco, and we, you know, we all went and stayed at one hotel in Vegas, and we worked Seattle out of Vegas, come back to Vegas, um, Frisco back to Vegas, L.A. back to Vegas, Albuquerque back to Vegas, then run Vegas, <laughs> then that was the last one. We stopped at Kansas City halfway back, and that was the last one, and man, 42 days on the road <laughs> with no sleep. Just on weeder products, man, with a lot. <laughs> oh, good Lord. But, man, did we have fun in Vegas. <laughs> it was it was spring break and all the college girls were there. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am Go ahead, Dave. Player, no doubt about it. <laughs> I can listen to Ric Flair talk about college girls all day long. <laughs> you know, Rick, the, and obviously the, the stories, and you always said, like, when you're in those TBS studios on Saturday yeah. cutting those promos, you're just talking about the things that you did the night before. and Exactly. With no sleep. <laughs> and, and, you, and you would think, you know, of those promos, like, on your car ride to the studios. And, and though it's, it's, it's amazing to me. And, Mark, this is for you, too. Like, I don't think you guys realize, for us fans, like – Hearing the hearing your promos or seeing your matches, how that how that stick with us, and especially for you, Rick, who you know you were wrestling, you know each and every night of the week, you know those matches for you were matches, and then you went on to the next town and you performed. But for the people who were in attendance, those memories stuck with them for a lifetime. I remember the first time I got to see you wrestle live, and and the, and the memory is so vivid is February 24th, 1985 at the Meadowlands, because I'm a Jersey guy, and I saw you and oh, Harley yeah. Race yeah. in the main event. Like, you know, for you, that might have just been another match. But for me, you know, that's something that will last for a lifetime. Well, it was – you know, we got to get, you know, to the bigger markets, that was great for all of us. Don't make any mistake. We, you know, we – you know, Greensboro was, was, was where I came from in Charlotte and – but, you know, going to Dallas and going to uh, Philadelphia and Baltimore and then finally get to the Meadowlands where I wrestled Sting. 
I wrestled Slaughter there. I wrestled uh, Steamboat there, and I wrestled um, Harley. I mean, you know, we were, that's when we were getting crowds like in excess of probably 10,000 people. Um, and have Lawrence Taylor sit in the front row. I mean, it was it was. I I thought it was I I was thrilled to be there, and I'm sure that everybody else was too because we were, you know, we were we were expanding the opportunity and going places that we had never been. Um, so you know, in Chicago was great to us too. We just in the long run, and just to follow this turn of thought before I lose it, is that if Crockett had just stayed east of the Mississippi instead of insisting that we go back to California over and over, we, they would still, there's a good chance they would still be in business. Wow. Wow. Uh, because, you know, the, well, they just didn't have, TV, TBS did not have the the density or whatever the word is, didn't have the saturation on the West Coast that it does now. Now it would be no problem. But TBS was strong all through the Midwest, Ohio, I mean, Ohio, we just, you couldn't, we, you, we couldn't get people in the arena. They were standing in a block, a block long, every town, from Columbus to Dayton and, you know, all the way down. It was just phenomenal, Cincinnati. But all those towns, and then we finally got into Baltimore, and, you know, it was just a thrill to be in front of new fans and, and see the level of excitement that, we were reading and hearing about what's going on with the WWF or WWE, WWF at that time, but the WWE. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, we were Rick, I was one of those kids. Yeah, I, I, I was one of those kids that me and my grandmother, we went to uh, Lafayette, Louisiana uh, yeah. to, watch, to watch you wrestle, and um, there was no more tickets, and we had yeah. to turn around and drive back home. Yeah, Bill. And Watt, I, I, I thought that Bill. was one of the worst things that ever happened to my, in my childhood. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't get to see Ric Flair. Well, I appreciate that. Um, no, it was great. I worked for Bill. Uh, I'm the only NWA champion that ever did. Bill liked me from when I met him. Christ, when I first started in Minneapolis, Vernon had me run errands for him, and he had me go pick up Bill Watts at the airport one day and bring him to a show and. I literally carried Bill's bags, you know, as I did for anybody that was coming in from out of town. Whatever Vern wanted me to do just uh, during the, when I was breaking in. So I was thrilled, and Bill treated me good. It was an hour every night with Bill, too, but it was, uh, you know, with Butch Reed. It was with Terry Taylor. It was with um, uh, Ted DiBiase or Dick Murdoch. I mean, guys that could really, really perform at a high level, and it was fun. I mean, they they had some tremendous talent out there, guys. And it was, uh, you know, Bill Bill when the when J- when Dog went to New York, and then the, the Freebirds moved on. But I mean, they had Ricky Morton and the uh, the Express uh, Midnight Express, and they had the Rock and Roll Express, and they were selling out, guys. They, every, every night, it, and those are rough fans to work in front of. Jesus, the Tulsa yeah. Stockyards, man, it was. It's, it was fun, but I mean, you know, there was lots of entertainment afterwards. <laughs> Rick, I, I, I think that I you think sh- of a bar. <laughs> Rick, like I that. think that you 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 should go down in history. This is another thing to add to your list of accolades. Um, I think that you are probably the greatest crossover entertainer mm. in the history of our planet. There's there's nobody in music. There's nobody in, in, in Hollywood, pro wrestling, Olympic sports, professional sports that have touched more mediums at the same time than you have. Do you realize that? Uh, yeah, I'm starting to realize it. I mean, you know, it's, um, I've been, uh, you know, I talked to Dwayne and uh, Danny Garcia, D- D- Dwayne Rock and then Danny and uh, Hiram Garcia. And they're going to collaborate, as, as the last time I heard, for all this stuff and, and make a movie with the WWE with me, with Sue wow. Levinson and that, who, who now is the WWE and doing a fabulous job. I am, Sue's got a great background. And, you know, as soon as everything gets rolling again, uh, I'm going to make that movie. And I, 
I am looking forward to that um, because I'll have, you know, a lot of input and I'll, I've got a, a, a TV show coming out um, again when Hollywood gets going. And this will actually come up first about my life in the 80s, which will be, you know, I don't know what, they'll probably come out at one in the morning rated double XR. <laughs> 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 They told me the names would be changed to save the innocent. <laughs> I love the fact that because they're going to do a story on you in the 80s, it's going to change the whole rating system. We're going to have a double XR rating for the Ric Probably Flair story. Like that. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. That's awesome. How do, you fly, how do you fly to Tokyo in your robe and back by Ric Flair? <laughs> <laughs> just, just a robe and socks and dress shoes. Yeah, I don't even think I had the socks on by the time we were five hours out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you, you know, Rick, one last question. And, again, you could you could watch the ESPN 30 for 30 this Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, just before WrestleMania 32. Guys, if you haven't watched it already, I can't recommend it enough. Again, the 30 for 30, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. One last question from me, Rick, and that is that you had the ultimate send-off, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame, yeah. and then your final match with Shawn Michaels at, at WrestleMania 24, and then the Monday Night mm-hmm. Raw right after that. The ultimate send I mean, the ultimate send-off, not only in pro wrestling, but in professional sports. Nobody had a send-off I, like I you. I totally agree. I, I think um, that all Thank you. It, it, it's unbelievable. It was un- I mean, I mean, everybody cried watching that. Um, somebody who wasn't able to get that send off, and that's Sting. And I, I know that you're a big Sting fan, and Sting in his last match had that match with Seth Rollins where he was injured, and and I know for Sting, he wants to get that one last match, that one last moment, uh, just to be able to to walk out of that ring with his head held high. Um, I, I know he deserves it. Do you think he's able to do it? And would you like to see Sting have just one more match so he can kind of, you know, have that moment or maybe even one more WrestleMania moment? Well, uh, no one thinks more of uh, Sting than I do. I mean, I, I haven't talked to him. Oh, this is probably the longest I've gone without talking to him. I was really looking forward to seeing him at Mania. Probably haven't talked to him in, He's three or four months now, but um, yeah, if he's medically, if, if he's okay with his neck and all that, yeah, I most definitely would love to see him back in the ring one time. Um, I actually thought, um, because uh, as you guys know, uh, Mark, especially because you've done it for a living, time off is your worst enemy, and to come right back and wrestle at a high level against Hunter. Who is a you know, you know ring general above ring generals and a guy that uh, you know can lead anybody around? I thought that uh, they did okay. I didn't like what they did at the finish, running people in and that. That's just mm-hmm. my personal opinion. But he was having a hell of a anyway in that in that scenario. But he was having a hell of a match with Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins, you know, I think it's, you know, one of the top guys in the business and incredibly talented before he hurt his neck that night. And that was the last time he wrestled. But I do think with a guy like Seth Rollins or Randy Orton or somebody that, uh, yeah, he could have one more match. He stays in great shape. Um, and he's just really one of the really good guys in our business. And I think that I'm always in, in favor of guys like him you know, leaving at the highest possible level uh, that we can afford people uh, in our business. Rick, so, uh, I mean, always I, a pl- know, Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I just, I can't say enough good about Steve, but thank you. And, you know, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, and again, the 30 for 30 on Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. If you've seen it before, watch it again. If you haven't, it's a must-see, and that's going to lead right to WrestleMania 32. I say it every time we have you on. If if it wasn't for the nature boy, Ric Flair, there wouldn't be a busted open. I would never have become the fan that I am. So, Rick, thank you for everything. You are truly the greatest of all time. Uh, thank you. Thanks for staying in touch. Mark, my best to you and your family. You too, brother. Steve Taker, tell him I said hi. Okay. I will. But love you I guys. Will do it. And uh, really 
sorry I didn't get to see it mania this year, but we'll just have to stay positive and we're going to beat this thing guys. And then, uh, we'll all get together in LA. Okay. Or sooner. I love all it. Right. I love it. Love you, Rick. Thank you so much for everything and stay love safe. You guys too. Thanks for all the respect. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. The nature boy, Rick flair. Wow. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. So pleased to be joined. I mean, let me tell you something, Mark. First off, before we bring in our guest, MLW is one of my favorite shows of the week. And it's a big favorite in the LaGreca house now because I don't know if you heard, Mark, but MLW is going to Poland. That's right. It's going to be available in Poland. So you know now MLW is a favorite of my wife, Violetta. But let's bring him in. The Southern Psycho himself, the one and only Mance Warner. Mance, how are you, man? Oh, Mr. Baby, I'm doing great. How y'all doing out there? Doing great. I, I, I would have thought that they would have called you the Tennessee Manson. <laughs> well, they usually call me, uh, I owe people money for stealing beers and everything, but I just show up <laughs> and go to work. I just love the fact that on, on social media, Mark, when I was promoting that Mance was joining us this morning, I just took a picture of Bud Light. Like, you know, post that up there. And everybody knows who I'm talking about. It's Mance Warner because he's always to make sure that he's got a beer in hand. And, and we just saw it on MLW TV last week, you sharing a beer in Philly with the Blue Meanie. I mean, that, that's a pretty cool moment right there, Mance. It's the best, man. I, I show up, they give me beers, and they tell me, go do whatever you want to do. And I get paid money. It's amazing, man. What a life. What a life. You get to go and do whatever you want and drink beer? Do whatever I want. And I get paid to fight people, man. I cannot complain. Wow, what a, what a life. You know, it's funny, Mance. Um, we just we just spoke to the Nature Boy Ric Flair before you joined us, and you know, and it sounds like Mark, when Ric Flair was talking to us, he, he pretty much did the same thing. You know, he uh, he went an hour in the ring, and then he would go to the bar and he would have a good time. And I think Mance, like when you look at your career right now with MLW. You could tell. I mean, you are, you know, you are the Southern Psycho, and you have, uh, you have that edge to you. But it also looks like you're having a good time, and I think, I think the MLW fan can tell that you have a lot of passion for what you do, and ultimately you're having a good time, which makes the fans have a good time as well. Oh yes, sir. I mean, it, it's a connection between me and the fans that uh, they could tell I ain't bullshitting them. I show up, I ain't lying to them. I'm having a good time. I'm getting beers. They're getting beers. I'm getting paid money to fight people. You know, it's well, right now I'm kind of kind of going crazy because I'm stuck in the house all day. But other than that, you know, I woke up. I did a little bit of a workout. I had two breakfast beers. And then jump on here and we could talk about whatever y'all want to talk about. You know what I mean? A couple of breakfast beers. Uh, yeah, you need this, them. got to get them in, you know. Have, have you uh, experienced the light switches coming on uh, in the last five or six years? I, I watched some of your early career, and I watched the stuff from, you know, the last year and a half to now, and I see a difference in the wrestler uh, just in a matter of a couple of years from, you know, me doing my prep. And uh, – what what do you what do you what do you attest those light switches coming on from in the last year and a half two years? Oh yes, sir. I well for me, I've only been wrestling now for right around I'd say four and a half years. So yeah. for me, it's uh, it's just getting on the road, doing shows every time that you can, always being there. Uh, I mean, right now, like I said, I'm stuck in the house all day. Man, all I'm doing is watching wrestling all day long. So it's one of those things where if you're just consistently dipping your toes in the water out there or dipping your hands in the blood, I'm always out there, you know, finding people punch up in the mouth and whatnot. It just, you know, repetition over and over. Yeah, I, I can see it, you know, and, and as far back as I could go, I guess those matches that I saw, 
excuse me, were were early, early in your career. So, yeah, I, I've seen the maturation process. I've seen um, now rather than there just being a, a you putting somebody through a chair or a table or a death match type situation. Now you're working where you're going to. And I see yes, you, um, you know, if there's, there's a barbed wire ropes, rather than immediately just throwing somebody into the ropes, you you work not going into the ropes. I'm a, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, te- I'm a tease it. I'm a tease it. I'm a tease. And and those are the little bitty things of psychology that make you able to last even longer. The more that you can do that. It, it, sometimes it's going to feel like you're going slow and you're not doing enough. You're not giving the crowd enough, but you're not. You're giving them everything by not giving them everything right away. And I, I love the fact that I see you maturing and doing better over the last year and a half to, it, that um, is, is hopeful. You know, I, w- I want to see even more of that stuff from you. Yes, sir. I'm gonna be calling here all the time, then, man. Get on the phone here and you learn stuff. I love this. Yeah, call in, man. Like yeah. you know, we we're um, we want to help market and promote every wrestler that wants it and that's willing to uh, wake up early, like you had to wake up today and and uh, and 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 talk talk the shop talk shop. Uh, I'd love for you to talk to Tommy Dreamer. He is a expert on working. Uh, hardcore matches, and uh, I'm sure that he could even shed more light than I can. I can see the quality of your work getting better, and and um, you being a better performer for your fans. Uh, but I'm sure that Tommy could do. Tommy could spend five, 15 minutes with you, and you'll come away from it like, holy shit, I'm gonna blow their minds. And yeah, um, yes, sir. Yeah. So man, like definitely, like call us. Keep in touch with us. Uh, I'm going to be following you more now. Well, I've, I've always loved uh, MLW, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing you on there more and get a bigger platform. Yes, yes. Thank you. And, and man, it's like Mark just mentioned about, you know, MLW, and I think that's a big difference too, Mark, is that you mentioned about that's when Mance became a part of uh, the MLW roster, and you could really follow his story. And Mance, now that, you know, we, obviously with everything that's going on in the world right now, you know, you can't hit that MLW pay window. So you're, 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 you're sitting at home and, like, you know, what do you do? You, you mentioned that, you know, you're, you're, you're watching a lot of wrestling and, and that's going to definitely help you along. But the world of pro wrestling in a lot of ways keeps on rolling. But for a lot of people, you're stuck at home and can't leave your homes. You know, you know what can you do to keep yourself sharp, keep yourself in shape and get ready for when you're back on the road again? Well, see, for me, I'm trying to, trying to take a positive spin on this stuff. There's a lot of bad stuff going on, you know, a lot of things going on right now, but I'm trying to use the time that I have because when we're on the road and we're doing shows, we're always busy. You know, it's town to town. You're catching flights, you know. So for me, I'm trying to be use all the extra time that I have now to talk to fans more often. Social media, you know, you're interacting with people more often because they're as bored as we are. We're just sitting around all day. So I've been doing, uh, you know, more promos, more videos, throwing it on there, trying to entertain people, keep spirits up because it's not, you know, we're just sitting around watching old uh, Tiger King all day on the uh, Netflix and that you know you go go crazy at some point. Yeah, and and again you can watch MLW each and every weekend MLW Fusion on BN Sports. Um, you know, man, when you look at right now what's going on and a lot of people you know for the for the wrestlers that aren't a part of a major company that aren't a part of AEW or the WWE or even a part of MLW you know they rely a lot on their merchandise how can how can people yes. first of all a follow you and also how can people buy a Mance Warner t-shirt where can they go where can they find more about you and buy some of your merchandise well on social media I got a Facebook I got an Instagram I got a Twitter. You put in Mance Warner, it's all in there. You'll find it. You know, uh, MLW on YouTube, they got every episode we've ever done. You could go in there and watch L.A. Park, La Parca against Old Mancer, Jimmy Havoc, and 
an old mancer in the barbed wire, uh, no rope barbed wire match. I think that broke records for their TV show. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, I got all kinds of T-shirts on there. I got koozies that you can put your beers in. Uh, you know, I'm getting some more uh, <laughs> more of my hats made up. I'm going to you know, ship them out. You know, just at the end of the day, I'm just trying to not go crazy out here, sit around, get my little prison workouts in with the with the trading cards and whatnot and just kind of, you know, learn as much as I can, stay sharp, don't go nuts, don't get no fights <laughs> in the neighborhood. Don't hit nobody for free, brother. <laughs> I know, right? Free will get you locked up. <laughs> and if they hit, if I get hit by someone out here in the trailer court, I'm just going to sell the corner, man. I ain't bumping out there in the road. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got that bump card, you know, you can't be using up extra bumps for nothing. Unbelievable. Yeah, I got the pro wrestling tees on there, all kinds of stuff. Well, I'm definitely going to go and buy some shirts because, you know, I got my uh, Mania shirt challenge that is on day 53. I'm wearing a different pro wrestling shirt each and every day going up to WrestleMania. So I got to get that FedEx to my house. I got to go buy some uh, Mance Warner merchandise. Again, follow Mance Warner on social media and watch Mance Warner in action on MLW, MLW Fusion, uh, on BN Sports each and every weekend. I'm addicted to it. I love MLW. I think Court Bauer does a tremendous job. And one of my favorite yep. personalities, one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite wrestlers is Mance Warner. And Mance, thank you so much for joining us on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. And like Mark said, man, you have an open invitation. You have an open invite. Anytime you want to join us, I, I, I'd love to hear from you. And I can't wait till we're on the other side of this. And then we can see you in action again. Thanks so much, Mance, for joining us. Yes, thank you all. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.